Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Penn State College Democast. My name is Tom Sarabach. I'm the Executive Vice President of College Democrats, and I have a very special guest today. I'm here with um, Sam Anwalt, former Director of Sustainability for UPUA, and currently a, a Student Sustainability Coordinator for the Sustainability Institute. Um, how are you doing today? Not too shabby, not too shabby. Loving the warm weather. Yeah, it's, it's like ridiculously nice today. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> It'll snow next week. Though, yeah, so. yeah. Um, so I, I think the first thing I want to talk about is you just um, handed off your position as president of the Beekeepers Club. Right. And I right. thought that was something that really was um, a very interesting. So I'd love to hear how you got involved with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had no intentions of getting into beekeeping when I got to Penn State. Um, but I actually did a cast project on um, bees and how they're dying at an alarming rate um, and all those fun memes. Um, and I got involved with the club. Um, became the treasurer and then their bees actually died out and I secured some UPAC money for new bees um, and then the president kind of handed it off to me um, and we had elections and I got president um, and it's been a cool experience. Um, I like did not know anything about beekeeping and it's like it's a lot easier than people think. It's literally just putting bees in a box and you know you poke them around every now and then and steal their honey yeah. um, which is it's been fun and it's like definitely a good, I, I think it's a good complementary position to the work that I've been able to do in um, kind of the sustainable community around here. Um, I always love like going into meetings and like bringing a bottle of honey with me or something. Yeah. Like it's a good icebreaker um, and you know it kind of keeps it light. Um, but I also get to like use that to interact with different communities that I normally wouldn't. So like I've been able to work pretty closely with like the Student Farm Club and Eco Action on a couple of things. Um, with programming and other things like that. So it's like, I, I've loved it just for like the community aspect, honestly. Like the bees are cool, but the community is so much better. Yeah. Um, but love the bees though. <laughs> yeah, so you said the bees died out. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so, and it's it's a really common thing now, especially in Pennsylvania, because we have harsh winters. Um, so when they died out, it was mostly because we'd lost our wind break, which is pretty important for keeping um, a lot of the cold out. Um, and then we actually had to move them in the beginning of the year. Um, OPP like came to us and they were like, Hey, we're putting in a pipeline. You got to move these bees within oh, wow. 24 hours, which is like not casual. Cause <laughs> hey, there's like, I had no, I no idea about moving bees or anything. Um, but you actually have to move them at least three miles. Um, because if you don't, they'll fly back to the old location cause they think that's home. Oh wow. Um, so that was kind of a pain in the ass. Um, we had to like take them out to the site, like use um, OPP's truck and it was all like a within one day kind of thing. That's awesome. um, yeah, it was, it was interesting though. And we made some memories and it's a, you know, kind of a trial by fire, but that certainly didn't help their populations either, like moving around a lot. Um, but yeah, so they just didn't really have the population to get through winter. Um, but yeah. You know, live and learn. It's it's really it's tough. A lot of the research hives here, um, even over this past winter, didn't make it, um, and it's just something that we're seeing a lot more of. Um, one thing people really don't realize, I think, with bees or at least honeybees, um, is they're actually livestock. You know, they're not yeah. really from here. Um, so, a lot of what we try to spread is information on promoting pollinator health in general. So, with solitary bees and other pollinators. And really what it comes down to is planting local um, plants and flowers and just native species um, is the biggest thing that people, you know, people always ask, how can we help, you know, save the bees and get in on this? Yeah. It's just really 
making sure they have um, things to forage on that are native species. Yeah, but, yeah that's really great advice. I think that's yeah. kind of lost on a lot of people because there's like all the memes and stuff. Yeah, and, and I love and I kind of like some of the memes too because it like it gets people that normally wouldn't yeah, be involved attention. in that. Yeah, and it's like it's not inherently bad, you know. It's, you know, maybe some of it is misinformation, but it gets them in the door, yeah. which I think has utility there. Oh yeah, there's tons of utility. Yeah. Um, so another thing, uh, I guess you don't do anymore, but you are the former UPA director of sustainability, right, right. and that's uh, really impressed me with your work on that. Um, so I'd love to hear how, like how you got into that role, yeah. um, and kind of what your your major projects were. Yeah, so um, I kind of got introduced to UPA through um, my old roommate Bunch Prabhu, um, and I helped him out with like a couple of his campaigns freshman and sophomore year, and I kind of saw like how much he was able to do, and like and I was like, wow, like faculty and administration like kind of respect you like if you're a part of this and you like you know there's just a lot of good work coming from it so I actually ran for the College of EMS rep position um, and didn't get it which is probably the best thing that ever happened to me um, and then I applied for the director of sustainability position which was um, actually a new position this past year so it was kind of interesting in that you know there's no bar so I really couldn't mess up you know I'm nice. kind of setting the standard there which yeah. is nice because like I really could work on whatever I was passionate about at the time. So um, in terms of like projects, I started off um, looking at sustainable lighting on campus and that took up a lot of my year um, working with OPP and honestly a lot of it they already had covered so it really kind of just turned into a report on sustainable lighting. So mainly I focused on um, you know our energy conservation plan um, and making sure that room occupancy sensors were present in buildings where they were supposed to be as outlined in OPP's um, design and construction minimum standards, as well as making sure we were utilizing um, LED and more efficient lighting um, in buildings wherever possible. Um, so a lot of this is tough with buildings on campus just because um, a lot of our buildings are outdated and the way they do renovations is, you know, they try to do as much as they can at once um, so you kind of have to wait until they're ready for a large renovation to get a lot of this done. Yeah. Um, and the control systems vary by building so much um, from what I've seen. It's like, um, you know, OPP kind of gets a bad name sometimes. You know, they're tough to kind of reach out to, but they really are doing a lot. And from what I've seen, you know, they're focused on making sure that all of our new buildings are um, LEED certified, which is um, a requirement now. Um, and they really are making sure that we're conserving as much energy as possible. So I was really impressed with that. And um, I really had some great times working with their lighting engineer, um, Walker Johnson. Um, he was a great guy and really helpful with that. So um, that was actually my first piece of legislation. I got a resolution on that report. Um, and that was a lot of fun. It took up a lot of time though. Yeah. Um, I also worked a lot with biking and pedestrian safety, um, which was great. And I had a lot of help from um, transportation services at Penn State, as well as um, Center Bike, which is a local biking advocacy group in town. Um, so I was able to work with them to create a student seat on the Center Region Bicycle Advisory Committee, um, which kind of interacts with local governments and lobbies for bicyclists and pedestrians there. Um, we were able to fund um, 500 sets of bike lights, which we're going to be giving out in the next month in an event with um, Center Bike, which is a continuation of, um, it's called a Light Up the Night. And basically, we're going to be working with university police, state college police, Center Bike, um, transportation services, and UPA to hand out 
basically stop anybody that doesn't have a bike light on their bike and just you know give it to them yeah. um, and in the past we're going to try to see if we can set this up again but um, some of the biking um, stores in town have worked with us to um, provide coupons for higher quality lights so um, hopefully we can get that going too but I'm happy with just the bike lights and kind of getting more visibility because you know there have been some biking fatalities in the past couple of years and it's just something that you know, I know the drivers around this town are crazy and it's like a tough, it's, yeah, it's tough balance, you know? Yeah. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Um, and I did a couple other things, um, in collaboration with center bike and Andrew arts, just kind of housekeeping type stuff, um, to support them. Um, I also, I think the, the thing that I've been most passionate about recently and I'm really excited about is, um, a program called EcoCoin that yeah, I'm working I on. Yeah, I want to talk about that. that yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I can kind of give like a basic rundown on that. Um, so the inspiration from that was a program at UConn and basically they worked with Barnes and Noble to um, have this program where you can go up to the cashier and they would be trained to either um, offer you a plastic bag or they say, or you can take this coin and donate to one of three student philanthropies. So that has utility in that, you know, you're donating to students that are doing great work in the community and you know, contributing to sustainability in general, and you're getting rid of plastic bags at the same time. And Barnes and Noble likes it because you know they it reduces what they spend on plastic bags, and they're able to use that to donate back to these student philanthropies. So at UConn, the donation was five cents a coin, um, and you know it adds up kind of quick. There's a lot of transactions. So um, so I worked with the Sustainability Institute here and UPUA to try to get that off the ground here. Um, as well as with Barnes and Noble, and so after some initial proposals and talks with Barnes and Noble, they were really into it, um, and they approved it. It was like really convenient with how they were just doing their budget right around the time, and it worked out great. So um, basically, we're going to have a very similar program. Um, there's going to be uh, student philanthropies picked by um, with Barnes and Noble and the Sustainability Institute being the ones uh, selecting those organizations, um, and the hope is to have one permanent spot for an org that Barnes & Noble is going to choose, and then two rotating spots that would rotate semesterly. Um, and these orgs would get a minimum of $500 donation to their philanthropy, um, just in case the five-cent donations from the coins didn't add up to that. Yeah. Um, and if they go over, that's fine. Barnes & Noble is willing to donate that as well. Um, so we're trying to... Our, our goal is roll out at Barnes & Noble here may 13th which is the first week of nso for students so you know people are really going to be in and out of the bookstore yeah um and you know my thing is you know i like i, I understand that people need a bag sometimes um but you know every student has a backpack you know they have drawstring bags they give you at nso um and really if you look around the world and even other states like plastic bags are being banned outright this isn't like something new or foreign i mean you know you look at countries like france or like california just banned plastic bags it's like it's something that i think pennsylvania you know really needs to catch up on a lot of stuff like that i know pennsylvania is like really hesitant for change on a lot of things yeah. um and you know i think that might just be a generational thing or uh, i don't know it's but it's it's tough and so um hopefully we've we've been talking and it conveniently uh, all the commonwealth campuses are Barnes and Noble schools too. So um, Barnes and Noble, we're going to see how it works and if there's any kinks in the program the first couple of months. But ideally, um, Barnes and Noble's into it too. We're going to try to spread it to all the Commonwealths as well. And um, it's kind of just easy to mirror that around. Um, 
And that's something that I think we should be doing more is, you know, getting the Commonwealth involved in programs like this. You know, if stuff works at University Park, you know, why not bring it other places where it can be productive yeah. too? Um, but yeah, so that's that's been like my baby lately and I'm super excited about it. Um, and then I also did some work with Moving On was the last big project I did. Um, and we're just trying to get more water accessibility um, at the concert um, and basically we're bringing in a water distribution system. It's just a big tanker basically, um, and it's staffed basically. We're gonna give out um, foldable, reusable water bottles, um, and Pepsi's sponsoring a bunch of those, as well as um, Spa's donating about 500 as well. Um, so it's good like kind of collaborative thing, and hopefully we can use that as a pilot program for, um, I know UPUA is interested in pursuing um, this thing called the water monster, which is like this big, just water tank that we think could be cool at, um, you know, potentially IM fields or tailgates, but you know, that's something to look into the future, but this is kind of, you know, it helps, um, you know, get watering kids at the concert, maybe sober them up a little bit if they made <laughs> bad decisions, you know, um, which, you know, can inherently happen with yeah, these type of events. College. Yep. And college in general. Yeah. So, you know, water solves a lot of problems. So, you know, why not try to bring it to them? Yeah. But yeah, I think, Honestly, I've loved the director of sustainability position. I mean, I've been able to network with so many people and like, I just love through UPA, like you get, you just get taken seriously by administration. And that's something I think that it's sad that it takes being involved in an organization to do that. Um, but I was certainly going to take advantage of it while it was there. Yeah. So. Uh, I think something interesting you said was like you didn't have a bar coming in because it was a new position. But I feel like right. after this year, like, you set the bar really high. Uh, hopefully, man. I don't know. I don't know if it was too year. high. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think we'll the see. Yeah. coin program specifically just has, it's one of those things that just has like so much inherent benefit. Yeah. That it's pretty crazy. And it was something too that I think was past the last assembly meeting. So it's yep. just like working to the yep. end. Yeah. 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 No, and I'm, I'm excited to see how we can kind of take that. And the goal is once we get it kind of off the ground to maybe have like competitions with UConn and maybe see if like other Big Ten schools will be interested in mirroring the program as well. Because once you get, you know, other schools involved or you have more people doing the same type of program, you know, then you have, you know, outreach materials you can use for everybody and you can kind of compete and get, you know, who can have the least plastic bag usage. So I think it's I think it's cool to mirror a lot of that stuff and you know big credit to Yukon because it's definitely not my idea. I'm just kind of <laughs> trying to bring it here, you know. Yeah. So, um, so the last thing I say about um, director of sustainability, I would love to hear your thoughts because it is you were the first person to step right. into the role. Where do you see it going in the future? Right. Um, I would definitely love to see more programming involved with it. That's something I kind of slacked on this year. Um, I'd love to see it kind of take a road into maybe some environmental justice topics. Um, you know, really it depends on the person coming into the role because everybody's going to have their own individual passions and, you know, sustainability, it's, it's, it's really a buzzword, you know, people hear it and they don't, you know, they think recycling or, um, kind of the environment, but I really like to go back to the UN sustainable development goals. Um, and you know, they're, they're really broad, but it's really, um, you see like it's things from, you know, gender equality to equal access to education to, you know, shelter and water. You can like you can relate it sustainability to everything. And I always think of it like if you're if you're working towards the betterment of somebody else's life in some way, which is usually most things, it's sustainability. So, you know, hopefully somebody just comes in that's passionate. I don't really yeah. know what they're going to be passionate about, but, you know, 
I'm sure it'll work out no matter what. So, you know, they just have to have that drive. I think that's like a really powerful and intelligent take on sustainability. I think it, it says a lot, like, I guess about your passion for the position that you go from like a student government director position all the way to like, I guess the UN schools. I think that's really something special. Yeah. And it's like, it's something where everybody can be contributing at a local level, at least, um, to bettering other people's lives. And I think that's a lot of what student government is, not just yeah. like that position, but pretty much everybody in that assembly works towards the betterment of others, which I think is really why I love the organization. Like the people are just, you know, they really make you strive to be a better person in general because you see all the amazing things they do. So so, so right now you are the student sustainability coordinator for the Sustainability Institute. Yep. So I'd love to hear like what yeah. you're doing with that position. Yeah, so um, with that position, I'm going to be the director of the Council of Sustainable Leaders next year. Um, so with that, uh, my goal is to kind of bring a lot of stakeholders from these bigger organizations. So um, I'm going to have representatives from SPA, UPUA, CCSG, um, hopefully IFC. Um, we have some from Hack PSU and a couple other orgs um, and orgs that just have um, a lot of support already and bring them to the table with, um, I have a couple friends that have worked a lot on environmental justice this year. Um, and I'd love to like bring them together and like, you know, more people involved with like eco action and problems or programs like that. Um, and, you know, connect them and see where there's opportunities for collaboration on programming weeks or, you know, how they can get their organization involved in sustainability. Um, because it really is a good look for your orgs and there's utility and a return on investment in um, some of those efforts. Um, also, with that position, um, so we're going to be putting on sustainable showcases, which um, was really successful this past year. They had it in Huck Life Sciences. Um, the bridge um, and basically we bring in speakers and most of them were professors around campus um, and they just give a talk we give everybody free lunch on Friday um, and it's like kind of a networking event um, as well as you know seeing the different aspects of sustainability around campus um, so I'll be working on programming with that which I'm really excited about and it was since it was like we had really good numbers this past year our uh, director of the Sustainability Institute is going to expand it. And um, this next year, we're going to have it, um, I think, in one of the auditoriums in the hub, uh, which will be great. So Fridays, um, I'll be sending out information. I'm sure I'll be at Open Student Forum in UPUA saying something about it. But, you know, free lunch and some cool speakers. Um, you know, you really can't go wrong with it. Um, and there's a bunch of other outreach that I'm going to be doing um, with the position. So. I've been working with Parks Forest Elementary, um, and we're going to be putting together, um, we're helping them, they're putting together like an ecology club, um, so we're trying to support them and kind of get them involved with some of the efforts on campus, so maybe take a field trip out here and stop like at the Morningstar Solar Home um, and kind of maybe collaborate with the student farm on that. So, you know, it's a lot of like community involvement, um, and it's, it's really just an interesting position because I... I get to do a lot of stuff that doesn't feel like work. Um, So, you know, I I really, I'm excited about it. Um, And I've got a great um, intern team with me. um, And Doug Goodstein is uh, my boss. He's kind of been my mentor this past year. I've worked a lot with the Institute through my role um, in UPUA. Um, And I think one of the biggest takeaways I've had from working with him and a lot of people in that department is, you know, being in a position of leadership as a student, a lot of the important stuff that you do 
isn't going to involve yourself. It's connecting other people that are more suited to projects. So that's like something I've had to learn is like, I have a really hard time saying no to projects or like delegating things to other people. Um, but I think that's definitely one of the biggest takeaways I have from this year is, you know, getting others to help where you're not an expert. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so working with the sustainability Institute, it's going to be a lot of different projects and, you know, um, my boss always tells me, he's like, yeah, listen, you know, if you find something you're passionate about, go for it, you know, throw something at the wall and see what sticks. So, um, you know, EcoCoin, I'll be continuing to work on that through the Institute. Um, and I'm sure we'll have some UPA involvement as well, um, which will be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm really just excited to see what the next year holds. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. So um, at Penn State specifically, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like where you think Penn State is at right now in right. terms of sustainability like right. areas they can improve for the yeah. future. Yeah. Um, I think Penn State does a really good job at staying kind of a leader in the pack in sustainability. Um, you know, a lot of things associated with sustainability, whether it be, you know, alternative energy or, you know, pretty much anything, there's a lot of upfront costs. Um, and I think Penn State has kind of realized that, you know, all right, while there are these upfront costs, there's a lot of social utility and long-term return on investments um, that really they, they have been investing in. So, you know, they're putting in a solar farm eventually. I think that's going to be in um, North Carolina. Um, they're doing a lot and I'm, I'm pretty happy with the administration. So it's tough to like get, you know, like get passionate about going against them. So, yeah. and, and I think that's like kind of a mentality I try to avoid, you know, like it's, it's, it's fun, you know, staging protests and things like that. And I think they have utility, but when the university is doing a good job, I think, you know, just keep working with them and collaborate on projects. Um, so I think, you know, there's way too much for me to get into on like the university's efforts on sustainability, but I'm fairly happy with what they do. And I think they do invest a decent amount into it. Um, you know, I think there is room for improvements in things like athletics um, and, you know, kind of things around Beaver Stadium with tailgating um, and things like yeah. that. But there are um, active efforts um, from the university to try to improve some of that. Um, but you know, sometimes at the end of the day, it really is, you know, what's making a profit and it's tough to justify a lot of the sustainability yeah. programs. So, yeah. but overall, I think they do a great job. Yeah. I definitely agree with the, the sentiment that working within the university, working with other people, especially when they are doing a very good job, is something that's incredibly beneficial. And I feel like um, in some causes it's lost where people will automatically push for the big change right away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that that can definitely be difficult. Yeah. Um, I think too, when you talk about like tailgates, or any, I think it's up to a lot to the individual yeah. to decide yeah. their actions, which is, I think, why EcoCoin would work really well because it's, yeah. you, everyone is going to make a choice to right. donate to charity. Right. Yeah. It, it is, people. it is tough getting that changing somebody's mindset on an issue and, you know, something they've done for years. You know, it's like, well, it's not my job. Somebody cleans it up after me, but, you know, you really don't see a lot of the effects after. So, like, you know, we have, we have livestock that graze in the tailgating fields and, you know, yeah. sometimes it's an issue that, there's too much stuff left in the fields the next day that they can't graze. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that I think the more aware our community can be on those things, the better. Um, and I think that starts with us as students because we are some of the biggest contributors to some of those problems. So, yeah. um, but, sure. but overall, I think people, our generation, um, 
you know, is very receptive to a lot of um, things in sustainability. Like I have a hard time finding students our age that don't believe in climate change, for example, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's like, it's nice having kind of people all on the same wavelength there. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely easier to get stuff done. Yeah, I think there's a lot of benefit and a lot to be said about like, you talked about working with um, Park Forest Elementary. Yeah. Just from a very early age, I feel like our generation and generations following us have been exposed to just so much more yeah. in terms yeah. of recycling, in terms of Earth Day, that it's just yep. made a massive change. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on, so you mentioned climate change and kind of the leaking. Yep. I, I would love to hear your thoughts on kind of the national um, environmental right. fight and what's right. going on with the EPA right now. Yeah, it's yeah. a spicy topic. Yeah, but, it is. Yeah. It is. And I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm the biggest expert in um, national politics. A lot of it kind of grosses me out. And I like <laughs> I, I kind of find that um, it's easier to make an impact at a local level. Oh, definitely, so that's definitely. definitely what I focus on more. Um it's interesting with Scott, you know, he's, um, I don't think he's the most qualified to be leading the EPA for sure. Um, and I think that there's a lot of influence on him. Um, I definitely am curious to see how the EPA handles. Um, so I know there's been talk of repealing the clean, clean power plan. Um, and so I think now they were in their like public comments, um, stage. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how much they actually take those comments to heart. I have a feeling that they won't really, um, and it'll just be a continuation of a lot of what we're seeing around the nation now. Um, so it's tough because, you know, you are seeing a lot of programs kind of, um, lose funding or get repealed that, um, were a good, a step in the right direction. Um, I think, you know, regulations involving crude oil and natural gas industry, you know, you've seen those lightening up a lot too, which is, is tough because, you know, we were finally taking steps in the right direction and making progress and things like that is difficult, especially when there's so much money involved in those industries and they have so much power to lobby. Um, so I don't know how we change directions on that and go towards a more um, sustainable future in terms of national policy. I think that's really difficult with the leadership that we currently have. Um, and I think it's just going to take a lot of our generation stepping into roles of leadership in government and, you know, really making our voices heard. So, yeah. you know, you know, I think that's like the, the bright side is the fact that, again, younger people, no matter their own personal political beliefs, yeah. are generally yeah. a lot more receptive to environmental ideas. And yep. it's becoming something yep. that's not partisan. And that's like, what, yeah. that's yeah. what should happen. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It shouldn't be like Democrats versus Republicans. Yeah. It shouldn't no, be it that should, issue. It should be, you know, focusing on helping our society as well. Yeah. And, yeah which seems like it would be simple, but apparently it's, it's not so much. So yeah. I think, you know, making your voices heard through your vote is you know, kind of what needs to be done. Yeah. So, so um, I think the, the, the last thing I want to cover, um, and this, you might not have an answer for this, yeah. but do yeah. you have like personal um, environmental kind of leaders or people that you see um, who have like inspired you in this area or really made you kind of um, move yeah. towards this direction? Yeah. Um, probably a weird one um, <laughs> is uh, Mike Rowe um, from Dirty Jobs. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's, I, I really respect um, people that are willing to connect with, um, you know, everyday people working in like real industries, um, and kind of, you know, just helping people out in small communities. Um, I think 
that's something I'm really passionate about. I love people that get their hands dirty and actually like do stuff instead of just being all talk. Um, I worked on a horse farm and you know, that really kind of shaped a lot of like how I interact with people. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, kind of a tangent here, but I think our generation, it's tough that and it's unfortunate that a lot of people are being pushed into higher education that maybe don't belong. Like, I don't think there's shame in a lot of these jobs, like going to trade school or doing something like that. I think a lot of those jobs contribute directly to how we interact with our environment. And, you know, I think our generation shouldn't shy away from jobs like that, um, which is a whole separate topic, but definitely yeah. Mike Rowe. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a badass and I, you know, definitely one of my bigger role models. Um, maybe Steve Irwin, um, here at Penn state, um, Paul Shravastava, our chief sustainability, um, officer is definitely one of my bigger role models. He, um, he's, he's definitely has some interesting takes on sustainability and how we, um, interact with it around here. He's, um, for example, very big into or incorporating the arts into sustainable initiatives, um, which is something that I'm not very into, but I, I like that he's able to take these different communities and connect them into something they're all passionate about. Um, so really, you know, I, I like following anybody that's passionate. I mean, one of my biggest role models is honestly younger than me. Jake Griggs has been, yeah. dude, he's, he yeah. is killer in UPUA and he is, uh, he does way too much, yeah. uh, honestly. So, you know, I, I think just looking at people with work ethics that, you know, they're dedicated to their community. Um, there's really too many to count. But, you know, I, I think that Penn State's a great place to find those role models and pretty much everywhere you turn, you're going to find them. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, and do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, any, I don't know if you have events or anything coming up. Or? No, not really. Okay. Um, look out for EcoCoin May 13th, hopefully. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, stop by Barnes & Noble. So. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on, Sam. Yeah, this man, been, I appreciate um, you having me. It's been a cool experience. Yeah, this has been Sam Enwalt, uh, the Student Sustainability Coordinator for the Sustainability Institute. Um, and this has been Tom Sarabach on the Penn State College Democast. Thanks for listening. Um, it always means a lot. I'm always surprised again. People listen to this. What are they doing? Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, have a great day. And registered white. Get registered white.